Let's spend some time together in God's Word like we do every week, which I've, this is tradition of being in Philippians, which we'll go to, um, but there's another portion of that too that'll be in Romans. The name of this, the, excuse me, the title of the sermon is Because of Christ, We Get to Be Together. We're still in that Easter sermon series. Just because we're celebrating our birthday doesn't mean that's changed. We're still in that Easter sermon series. And even though half of this sermon is going to be us celebrating what God is doing and has done in us, (laughs) the truth is there is no us without Easter. I've gone on record a few times in saying, like, every Sunday is like a mini Easter. (laughs) Yeah, I know that next week we'll celebrate the resurrection. It will be big. It will be grand. Yes, all those things. But every single Sunday is a celebration of the resurrection of Christ. And because of the resurrection of Christ, we get to, not have to, not even just should, we get to be together. And I don't mean that we just get to be in the same room. We can be in the same room minus Jesus. I don't want to be in the same room minus Jesus, I'm just be honest. But we can. There's plenty of people gathering all over the place and they none of them thinking about talking about singing to, praying to Jesus. I'm talking we get to do our lives together. We get to be vulnerable and real humans with one another. We are invited to taking off our masks, invited to not having to pretend with one another, because real talk, we have to pretend in many other places. (laughs) We get to not do that here. We get to be real here because of Christ. We get to be together. I want to read Philippians 1, uh, verses 3 through 11. The tradition that I I think was a couple years ago started just on this day, borrowing some words from Paul. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. I know I'm borrowing words from Paul, but it's all true. I'm talking, at this point, it's personal. I'm talking about me, thinking about you, unison. Every single time I think about my church family, I am filled with joy. I know these are Paul's words, but I'm borrowing them because they fit and they will fit every year. That's not an exaggeration. That's not just something cute that I'm saying because it's our birthday. Literally, every time I think of you, I praise God. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. 
for you have a special place in my heart. I'm pausing there. The pastor in me is like, yeah, Paul, yes. Tell the people you love them. <laughs> Every time I'm having conversations about unison, I begin to beam and holy brag. Right? I'm not saying, you know, because there's, there's a line. I get real close to that line, though. <laughs> I pretty much say that we have the best church on the planet. <laughs> and, and it's right that I should feel that way. Like, I've been a part of church my whole life. And I've never, ever been, even as a congregate, I've never felt like I can just fully be myself. <laughs> and coming into the idea of being a pastor, I was like, man, there's even more pressure. So you definitely can't be real now. Like, you definitely got to hide the people from all of your imperfections. Don't let them see you upset. Don't tell them you need prayer. I have pastor friends for whom that's their life. They can't actually tell their congregations when they need prayer. Because the moment they reveal that they need prayer, their congregation will start questioning whether or not they are solid. Wait a minute, you need prayer? If you need prayer, then that means this ship is going down. I'm just being honest. That happens. The fact that we foster an environment for that kind of real is a part of why I get super close to bragging about y'all. But that's not just me. I think about that with our staff. I was talking the other day about the fact that when we first started Unison, one of the things that I shared is I don't want to be your boss. <laughs> I want to be your pastor. And I know that gets awkward and it gets weird and it's complex sometimes because sometimes I have to tell you that you're not doing your job and we got to talk about it. But ultimately, I don't want you to feel like you can't come and talk about what's going on in your life because you feel like your job is at stake if you are a real human. And it gets messy. It gets messy. Like, think about it. Those of you who work outside of your home, if you went to your supervisor and told them all the stuff that you got going on in your life and why you, the real reason you were late this morning, <laughs> right? But that's actually the desire of us as a church. I actually want to know what's going on. At the end of the day, there's never been an expectation that any of us be perfect. So from every level of this church family, none of us should expect each other to be. It's actually the opposite. Come with all your trash. <laughs> Come with all your stuff. Bear it openly. Let us be comforted by the Spirit together. And if there's ways in which we can encourage one another and spur each other on to greater holiness in that, Let's do it. 
that's something that, yeah, I can say that's what I want as, the, as a pastor, but honestly, y'all have to go with it too. And I think that's the partnership piece. It's not just about what I want to see. Y'all got to go with it too, and you do. You let us as preachers say and confess, I ain't got it all together. And you still receive what the Spirit is saying as opposed to letting that question whether or not what the Spirit is saying is legit through us. That's special. That's not normal. You have tough conversations when there's a sermon that rubs you in a strange way. That's like, I don't know if that's the Bible. You talk about it. Let me tell you, that's not, that's not normal. It's not normal that a congregant would email a preacher and say, I disagree with where you went scripturally and still stay around for the conversation. Amen. Most of the time, they just bounce <laughs> silently. Peace. I disagree. Bye. <laughs> Don't even say goodbye. <laughs> Just like, don't show up. Five months later, you get an email. Where you been, bro? Where you been, sis? What? I'm actually at such and such church down the street now. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Glad you found the place. <laughs> or angry email, angry email, angry email. Y'all not walking with Jesus. Bye. No. Help me see in Scripture where you see that because I don't see it. I want to, and I, want, I believe the Spirit is here. Help me understand what you see that I don't see. Or I, let me show you something I see that you might not see. Oh, I'm telling you, family, that's not normal. <laughs> but I have many conversations like that in a year, and you're still here in the purple seats. I'm just saying, that's not normal. You don't. Just settle for cosmetic diversity. You sit and have tough conversations about how you raise your children differently. You sit and have conversations about how you are saying and doing things that my people don't actually get down with. <laughs> And you stay. Yeah, I know that we're all on a journey of that. Some of us stay and some of us kind of like, we say it a little more quietly. But you're still here in the purple seats. And here's what I'm saying. You're not normal. And I have a special place in my heart for you because of it. You are a part of a group of people who are tired of doing church as usual, tired of just showing up, hearing good songs, hearing some scripture that you agree with, and then walking away feeling affirmed and never challenged. You keep coming for the challenge of the Holy Spirit. That's not normal. So it's absolutely right that I should get so close to bragging about you. <laughs> okay, I do kind of brag with the staff. <laughs> I said we have the best church family ever, but I don't say that to other pastors. Sorry, other pastors. <laughs> I don't say it to them. I was like, oh, okay, that's what you guys are struggling with. We'll pray. <laughs> I am proud to be a part of this church. 
you share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of God's news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with tender compassion of Christ Jesus. Every single time I read this passage of scripture, I see your faces without fail, without fail. You're my family. You're my family. Some of you know, all of my parents and my siblings, they don't live here in Michigan. Yes, Christine's family is here, and I get to celebrate having the, literally the best in-laws on the planet. <laughs> but y'all are my family. This is as much my home as my address, not just because I'm here several days a week. It's because when I come here and I'm having a meeting with my sister or my brother or I am just walking in the hallway and Denise and I start up a 15-minute conversation, she's like one of the people who's here who like genuinely, like she will ask me how I'm doing and wait for me to tell her the truth. <laughs> like, it's like, she just standing, just ready. Just, we just going to be here. We know we got meetings. We know we have emails. And she just stands there because that's my sister. We're going to continue in a moment, but Diraj made a recap video of the last year. And I just want us to have nostalgic family moment. Let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Oh. Like, I need okay, wait, wait, what we need to do is put the circle glasses on. What we need to do is I need to like one day wear an outfit just yes. like this and like actually come That's out of the door and then compare them. That is so crazy. Yeah. Okay, so your right knee needs to yeah. Make your hands oh. round. Yeah. Make your <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> so Daraj, Daraj sent us that video last night, and I intentionally didn't watch it because I wanted to have the full moment this morning. But uh, so that last part should it needs some explanation. <laughs> so um, there is a mural, um, and actually Sophie, uh, uh, one of the uh, teenagers here, she's actually working on painting the other half of this kind of wall, it's a retaining wall in the parking lot. Um, which parking lot? This one back here, right? And so there's a mural that's there that's been there since 2010. It was a um, partnership between Kendall and the church that was here at that time, which is Hope Reform. Hope Reform was here then. Um, they did a VBS kind of painting of that mural, and there's a church building, like, right at the beginning of it, which we've known, like, oh, that looks like this building. That's really cool. Nobody noticed the guy coming out until Christine was like, they, they were randomly talking about that, that part of the mural, and Christine was like, oh, and it looks like Chase coming out. And then we, like, had a whole moment as a staff, like, laughing and, it, like, carrying on about the fact that this prophetic moment <laughs> 13 years ago where someone decided to paint me coming out of the church building. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um, and so the fact that that ended up, I, I didn't even know that you were capturing that. So I'm really glad. Um, <laughs> I want to, um, those of us who have been around Unison, I'm going to ask you to do something that is kind of a little bit sometimes awkward and uncomfortable, but I promise you won't be the only one. You've been around Unison um, for these eight years. Do me a favor, just kind of stand up real quick and just wave. <laughs> Yo, we celebrate and love the fact that you are a part of this family. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, if you've kind of jumped in unison kind of in the last you know, five years or so, four years, you know, somewhere between years, you know, last yeah, let's say five years. Just, you know, stand up between that five and eight years. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> if you um, have, like, joined Unison in the last two years. Um, yeah, yeah, last two years. Come on, stand up. Yes, it's okay. Yes, you already stood up. The last two years, especially those of you who, like, jumped in from tribes, would love to kind of celebrate the fact that you're a part of our family. Yes. Yes, the last year you've kind of, like, been coming regularly to Unison, we'd love for you to stand up. If you weren't. So here's what I would love. I know, I know. So... Yes, Luca! <laughs> Come on, baby, Luca! 
Listen, if it's been the last, if you started attending Unison within the last year, and this is your place where you call your regular home church, this time last year we were praying for you. Amen. Yes. Amen. I actually distinctly remember praying at the end of last, our last big Sunday that, Lord, there will be people who are a part of our church family next year who are not right now, and just praying for you all, thanking God already before you got here. I am grateful for all of you, but those of you in this last year, you, many of you have just, like, jumped right in. Like, you was like, listen, okay, I'm home now, so I'm about to do stuff. I'm about to, I'm about to mime and have us all here crying. <laughs> I'm going to build walls downstairs, Tim. <laughs> right? You're engaged with the church family, and that's not normal. <laughs> Paul continues, and I'm still borrowing his words, I pray that your love will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in the knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Of this picture, it's not deep. We can all borrow those words from Paul and pray that over each other. I get to pray that over you, but that's not a unique pastoral kind of, I don't, that's not just a prayer for pastors to pray. We can pray that over one another. We can pray over one another that our love grow more and more. We can pray that over one another. And not, just, not love in the way in which our world would define it, which sometimes is mixed with all kinds of, you know, weird things. No, the desiring the Father's best for one another. We can pray good over one another daily. We can pray that we grow in our understanding and more than just our understanding, our full embrace of the truth and the love of Jesus. It's kind of switching gears, but it's not. Paul says some things to the Romans that I want us to look at. Title of the sermon is Because of Christ, We Get to Be Together. We just celebrated our being together. But there's some theological goodness about this too. Romans 8 verse 14 starts saying this, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. 
For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. This is us, fam. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. That's big bro. (laughs) That's kind of the best way to think about that, right? But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. I said, because of Christ, we get to be together. And all the ways in which that is. Minus Christ, this portion of scripture is not truth. It's because of Christ's suffering. Because of Christ's resurrection and the power of the Holy Spirit that you and I can say that we are a part of the same family. I can call you sister. I can call you brother. When my natural sisters and my natural brothers fail me, I can come to you. Because you're my family. It's like, it's kind of like default at this point. And more and more, as we relate to this heavenly father, our relationship to his children grows. And it should be that way. It should be that way. At some point, at some point in my life, my relationship with the children of God should be tighter than my familiar relationships with individuals who are not kicking it with them. That's a great reason for me to pray for my cousins and my family members who are not walking with them. Because I want to be brother, brother with you. <laughs> I want to be sister, brother with you. Like I, wanna, like, I want us to be like double siblings. <laughs> but if that's not the case, then when I walk into this room and I see Jane, I need to know I'm not just looking at someone who attends the same church with me. That when I'm struggling emotionally and I would ask a sister about something, it's her. That's what it means when I say because of Christ we get to do this together. Some of us have been taught to do this Christian thing by ourselves. You got the belief. You believe the story. Jesus came. He died. He rose. He ascended. Holy Spirit came. I'm good. I'll see you in heaven. And we just waiting. Come on, rapture. Just take me. I said, beam me up. The truth is far more complex than that. Jesus came, lived, died, rose, ascended, poured out his spirit so that I can actually see you for who you really are and love you. And then I can say, sister, brother, let's do this together. Let's go through the hills and the valleys together. You're depressed today? Let me sit with you. I don't have the solution, but let's go to the Spirit together. You're afraid right now? I may not have the solution, but I'm going to go in there with you. That's what it means for us to be 
heirs with Christ. Together. You're not an heir by yourself. None of this portion of Scripture talks about you by yourself. All of us who are led by his spirit. A sad and unfortunate reality is that there's some of us who carry the name of Jesus who are not actually led by a spirit. And you know when you hear somebody who knows all the same songs you know, but is not your sibling. Yeah, you know. You know. You know. It's not about what flag they have or it's not about what bumper sticker they have. Nope. That's not it. That's how this world would teach you about whether or not this your sibling or not. It's when you engage with them, they're looking right through you and they don't see the spirit of God in you. That's because they ain't got it in them. And I know that, feel, that feels offensive to some people, but you know what it feels like. And if you don't know what it feels like, great grandma Mildred says, just keep living. The closer you get with the father, the more you will recognize his traits in his kids. If you can't see something that looks like the father, it's okay for you to know that's not your sibling. That's okay. They don't look like daddy. May it not be so here. May it not be so here. When I look at your faces, I want to see my dad. When you look in mine, I want you to see him. Because if there's a moment when you don't, I also want you to check me. (laughs) Tell me. Don't let me walk around here looking like somebody else's kid. Because of Christ, we get to do this together. Don't have me out here walking around pretending to be a Christian. Listen, you're still in the purple chairs, so so that means you came for this. Because I'm not going to let you walk around pretending that you're walking with Jesus. I'm not going to do that. No, this isn't about being perfect. So you slipped up and you cussed. So you out here and you struggling with stuff. I don't care about that. I want to see the Spirit of God in you. Those of us who are led by God's Spirit, we get to do this together. And that is only something that is a fruit of Christ's suffering. And the part that we share in that suffering is none of us have to jump on a cross and die for anybody else. That's already happened. It's good. It's done. But there's some things inside of you that like the dance and the song said earlier, you're not saying yes to. You're not dying to. You're not sacrificing. You're not burning up. And you want to still carry that has nothing to do with the Spirit of God, but it just makes you feel good. He wants that part. That's the part. That's the suffering part. That's the suffering part. It's all you know. I get it. But if we surrender it to him, we get closer to the Father. The closer we are to the Father, the more and more we look like him. And I get to do this with my siblings who bear his image in their souls. I want to. I want to come into this building and know 
that I'm good. I told, as a staff, we were reflecting just about how being a part of our church family has been a blessing to us. Again, not in a braggadocious kind of way, just like, God, like we, we get to do this. So let's praise the Lord together. Amen. I shared with them a few months ago that there's no other place in my life where I forget the, consequence, the social consequence of being a black man. There's no other place where I get to be with my white sisters and brothers, Hispanic, Asian, Native American folks, and forget that there's a social consequence for me being this dark. When I walk into Jimmy John's, I remember. (laughs) I went into the beauty supply store just a couple of days ago because I was looking for beard oil because I got to keep it right. Walked in, they didn't have what I needed. And I was like, can I buy something so they don't think I'm stealing? Oh, see, listen, that's the social consequence of having this. (laughs) This right here will make you afraid to walk out of the store empty-handed because they're going to call the police on you. Or Or just stop you and say, and question you randomly. I got in my car like, okay, they didn't say nothing. Good. But I'm questioning whether or not I need to buy an eyebrow razor for my wife just so that I don't look like I'm stealing. <laughs> Sorry, babe, I should have. No. <laughs> I don't remember that when I'm with y'all. I don't Remember that when I'm with y'all. I don't. That isn't something that happens just from us doing DEI work together. That's not something that just happens from us being able to have tough conversations. That's something that's born of the spirit. That's how I know you're my sister and my brother. It's because I can walk in here. And forget for a moment. I want y'all to have that too. Because there's something that you're carrying that the world around you won't let you forget. That's just how a, a world marinated in sin works. It won't let you forget that. But here, here it should feel different. Because of the spirit of God. Because of the Spirit of God, you should, that pressure should just fall off as soon as you get in the parking lot. And many of us, we do get to live that. And for those of us who've not gotten that yet, maybe it's because you didn't have an imagination that you could. But I'm telling you, from experience, you can. And that's not because unison is that dope. It's because the Spirit of God in us us saying yes to that. Us being willing to be in that. And I want us to do powerful things. Yes, I want healing to happen because of the power of God. Yes, one day I look forward to somebody's broken arm being put back together. I believe it. 
We've already seen people set free from spiritual oppression. I look forward to seeing more of that. I look forward to knowing that people are operating in gifts for the first time. Tell me every single time you have a vision or there's a prophet, prophetic moment or you start speaking in tongues for the first time or dot, 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 whatever. I want to hear it because I love it. But if all of that happens and none of us feel free from the bondage of sin and the world around us, then I don't want that because I had that my whole life. What I want is both. And I believe that that's how we're supposed to be. Because of Christ, we get to be powerful representations of Christ in the earth and set free. Both, not one or the other. I desire that for you. I desire that for you. The invitation is the exact same. There's a freedom that is being offered to you. It's more, it's, this is not just a story. There's a freedom being offered to you. And legitimately, all you need to do is say yes. And we get to do this together. That freedom isn't now you go figure it out by yourself. Nope, we get to do this together. Because of Christ, the thing that keeps tripping you up no longer has to trip you up. And when you feel like going back to that thing, because those of us who've been walking with Jesus long enough, we know I want to go back two weeks later. I get to call my bro and say, hey, I want to go back to such and such. Help me. And the bro comes in and we get to do this together. I want that for you. I want you to feel like you have a place where you don't have to have secrets. That's what this is. The invitation is, will you say yes to it? And I'm not just talking about our church family. I'm specifically talking about Jesus. Because of Christ, we get to do this together. Some of you have been walking with the Lord for a long time and others are not even fully right now. And I want to invite you to. I want to invite you to a freedom that we talk and sing about. And yes, looks different for a lot of people. But for right now, I want us to have a collective yes. If you're a person who knows, I know the story in and out. I believe the story, but I actually haven't given myself to God. I'm not actually in the story. I just know it. I feel the pressure that comes along with trying to pretend everywhere I go, 
and the pressure of this world not letting me forget some of my challenges, and I want relief from that. Jesus invites you to accept the freedom that he has offered. And if that's something that you know that you want and you need, just put your hand in the air real quick. Bet. Bet. I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. For those of us who have been like, yee! Yee! Those of us who have been walking on the edge of the story, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to come to church on Easter. I'm going to come to church on Christmas. I'm going to pray when life gets hard. Don't, don't receive this as, as, as con- condemnation. That's not what the point is. But let me tell you, walking on the edge of the story gives you no freedom. You just get two weights. Listen, if you're going to be in this, accept, accept it fully, and then at least you get the freedom. But if you're going to just walk around it, trust me, you get all of the conviction of what it looks like to be in this body and still all of the pressure of being outside of the body. <laughs> like, it just, that's how that works. And if you are just walking around the story, just put your hand up real quick. That's it. Here's how this works. There is no special prayer for you. No special words. The moment, I said this actually last Good Friday to someone, the moment that you know your soul needs something and you trust Jesus with it, that's when it happens. It's not deep, fam. There's no magic words to it. I know some of us have been taught to. Like, there's a special sinner's prayer. You'd be flipping through your Bible to find it. It ain't in there. (laughs) The moment that you recognize my soul needs something, and I'm trusting Jesus with it, it happens. And from that moment on, I keep on walking in that direction. God, this is what I want you. You are what my soul needs. Continue to make me free. Continue to give me your peace. Continue to give me your joy. God, I want to, I don't, don't want to do more than just cuss this person out. I want to hit them with my car. Give me self-control. Y'all acting like that don't happen. And the people of God begin to see the Spirit of God in you. And then you get to be more than just a church member or a church attender. You're a sibling in Christ. And the Spirit will move in and through you powerfully to encourage, minister, and spur on those people around you. And when we all look like Jesus together, 
all the people on Burton and Jennings and Kalamazoo and Louise and, and Giddings, they get to see something Amen. that they will not see anywhere else. Hope, true peace, real joy, lasting freedom, and the ability to forget the trouble of sin, even if it's just every, the only one I'm with y'all. Our neighbors across the street need that. And we are the only ones who can actually invite them to it. Because of Christ, we get to do this together. I want to pray, but I specifically want us all to pray for those who are saying yes for the first time. Father, this is your good. You are good, God. You adopt us into your family and make us a holy group of your children. Not perfect, not even big, not loud, not all talented in the same ways. We just are known by your name, and that makes us good. You offer freedom, and we receive it on today. For those of us who are receiving that, perhaps for the first time, we celebrate and glorify you, God. That we have new siblings. We pray, Lord, that what you have done in us on this day, you will protect, you will grow and cultivate, and we, as your children, will celebrate and encourage. May we grow in your love more and more daily. May we grow in understanding more and more daily. May we grow in the full embrace of your spirit more daily so that we experience freedom and this world experiences you. We want our neighbors to see you. That's our job. Show them you. And so even in this next year, May more and more people not just come here to this church. Lord, I'll pray for them in a moment. But ultimately, I want them to see you, period. I don't care how many people are here, God. I just want however many people are here to be showing you consistently. May all the businesses around this building see you. May everybody who comes in this building who is a part coming for these nonprofits, may they see you. May the kids that come through these parking lots every single school day see you. May the people who use this parking lot as a U-turn experience you, God. You can do stuff that we cannot, Holy Spirit. May they see you when they're looking at us. And may that spark curiosity in their souls about a God who loves them endlessly. God, there are people who are not a part of this church family today who will be next year. Amen. We thank you for them. We praise you already for their lives. 
Lord, will you do amazing work in them, even now, Holy Spirit, because you can. Will you give them the peace and the freedom that you have given us, Lord, so that wherever they are, they yearn for a community that looks the way they do. And when they find us and we find them, may it be so abundantly clear that we're siblings, that they just melt into the mix. (laughs) We trust you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.